Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Sinister Sightings 235. All right, the first one. My daughter saw a ghost. Hello from Houston, Texas. Love your podcast and finally decided to send in my story, which involves my youngest daughter. This begins back in 1996. I lost my grandmother that year, the one who was the closest growing up. At this time, my husband and I had two children, a girl and a boy, and had pretty much decided we were content with that and were not planning on having any more children. Well, God had different plans. Several months after my grandma died, I had a very vivid dream of her. In the dream, she was dressed in white and standing in a beautiful garden under a gazebo, and she was holding a baby. I remember waking up after that dream and thinking it was odd. I'd not had a dream about her before and thought it was weird she was holding a baby. Well, sure enough, several months later, I learned I was pregnant again with what would become our youngest daughter. You will never convince me otherwise. My grandmother had come to me in a dream, and she was holding our daughter for us until it was time for her to arrive. Let me tell you as well that she reminds me a lot of my grandmother in terms of her personality and humor. So fast forward three years, and our daughter starts seeing people in her room at night. The first time she woke me up in the middle of the night and told me, I need a drink of water, and there's a man in my room. Startling for sure, but I was pretty confident there was not a man in her room, as we've always set the house alarm, and we also had a dog at the time that would have barked if he heard someone break in the house. I walked her back to her room, which was upstairs, and put her back to bed after looking around and confirming that there was not a man in her room. She described him with detail for a three-year-old. This continued for quite some time. It wasn't every night, but she would frequently tell me about someone being in her room. My husband didn't think it was anything other than her dreaming or imagining things. I believe she was seeing something, spirits or ghosts, something. Eventually, she did not want to sleep in her room anymore, and every night would ask her sister or her brother if she could have a sleepover in one of their rooms. One of them would always concede and allow her to have a pallet on the floor next to one of their beds. One of these nights, she was sleeping in her brother's room, which was at the top of the stairs. Side note, all of the children's rooms were upstairs in this house, along with a guest room and a game room. The primary bedroom was downstairs. We always slept with our bedroom door open because I was always worried I would not hear the kids if they needed me during the night. I had woken up to go to pee in the middle of the night. After I had climbed back into bed... I glanced at our door, which allowed me to see the stairway. I saw our youngest daughter walking down the steps. By this time, I had started to get a little annoyed at her, never wanting to sleep in her own room. So I admit I fussed at her when I saw her coming down, telling her to get back upstairs and go to bed, which was in her brother's room on the floor that night. She wasn't on the stairs after I fussed at her, but laying there, I was feeling guilty about it and worried she was upset and would wake her brother. So I get out of bed, go upstairs, turned on the hall light, and opened the door to our son's room. 
This girl was splayed out on her belly sound asleep, as was our son. There was no way she had just been on the stairs a few minutes ago. I walked across the game room and peeped in our oldest daughter's room, thinking maybe I had mistakenly thought it was our youngest on the stairs when it had actually been our oldest. Nope, sound asleep. Now I was thinking to myself, who the heck did I just see on the stairs? Eventually, our youngest daughter did go back to sleeping in her room. I don't remember now how or why it happened, but it did. So fast forward to when she was in third grade. Middle of the night, my son calls me on my cell phone. I'm thinking he's sick or needs toilet paper or something. He says, Mom, you need to come to my room. And he told me his little sister was in his room crying and had woken him up. I get out of bed and walk up the stairs to go to his room. Sure enough, she's upset and tells me that she had gotten up to get some water and she walked from her room through the game room and looked over the balcony down to the family room and saw a woman sitting on the couch. I told her I had just walked by the couch on my way upstairs and there was not a woman there. She calmed down eventually and went back to bed. Ladies, I do not know why she saw things in our home. We built that house, so there's no bad history or anything in it. We did have a good number of antique pieces in the home, including an antique dressing table in our daughter's room that her godmother had given to her. It had been her godmother's as a child, and she ended up having three boys, so had it given to our daughter. In later years, when the kids were at school, there were multiple times that I would be sitting on the couch reading or on my laptop, and I would hear loud bangs or noises coming from upstairs. I know I wasn't hearing things because both dogs would whip their heads around and look up towards the upstairs, so I know they heard the noises too. There were times I went up with a kitchen knife and looked around after hearing noises. Then once I finally went upstairs and said, this is our house and I don't know what you want, so y'all need to leave and quit making noises. Our son later told me that he also had an experience once when he was up in his room with a door halfway open. He looked over at his door and he says he saw a young boy peek around the door and then disappear. Our oldest daughter has never said she saw or heard anything. We moved out of that house three years ago after raising our children there for 25 years. We only moved two miles away to another home, but we did not bring any of our old furnishings or antiques to the new home and bought all new things. We've not had any sightings or unexplained noises here. Thank goodness. The new family that purchased our home did buy much of our furnishings from us when they bought the house, including the antique pieces. I've always wondered if they have any unusual sightings or unexplained noises. I never felt scared or threatened by what was happening. Of course, our daughter was frightened because she was young. I always tried to tell her that what she was seeing could not hurt her and that she could tell them to go away. I told her they were confused and didn't know they should not be there. My youngest daughter still remembers seeing all those spirits, ghosts, energies, whatever you want to call them, but has not had anything like that happen to her in years. I feel she is somewhat of an empath and she agrees. Well, that's it. I hope I didn't bore y'all too much. Thanks for the podcast. I enjoy listening while cleaning or walking the dog. Creep it real and don't get scared, Susan. First, Susan, that is such a Houston, Texas house that you described. Like, literally everybody I know in Houston has, like, the downstairs with the upstairs. Because you you have nowhere to go but up in Texas. Like, everybody has two-story houses because you have to. Or three stories. I knew nobody with a three-story. Didn't that guy that had the apartment have three stories? He didn't have a three-story apartment. It's a townhouse. Oh, I thought he had an upstairs, like... Yeah, you have, like, a you have like a, a walk-in level, and then you can go down or up. So, yeah, I guess three oh, stories. <laughs> but it's, like, it's not, like, a three-story house. It's, like, you a townhouse. You are so <laughs> I'm, like, I swear to God, I remember going in and being, like, holy fuck. I didn't, I wasn't prepared for this. Yes, most townhouses are three floors. 
In Houston. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure everywhere. No. Most townhouses here are not three stories. Not here, yes. <laughs> and what <they're> saying, <laughs> I'm pretty sure everywhere. No, I didn't say pretty sure everywhere. I said other, whatever. I think you know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. What a know-it-all. I am. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everywhere. Well, not here. Duh. <laughs> God. I knew no one with three stories. You go in, down, and up. <laughs> like, she was so sure of herself, y'all. I was. God, I will argue with anything. Without the G. Yes. <laughs> G does not need to be had. <laughs> oh, Lord. Meanwhile, your poor damn daughter, though. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, y'all built that house. And even, yeah, with the antiques and stuff. But it could have been the land. Mm-hmm. But also, it could have been your daughter, Spirit's sense that someone can sense them they're more drawn to it especially because it seemed like it was a lot of different people like yeah the lady the man the kid like the little girl the little boy yeah you said like four and they weren't ever like where they were hurtful or anything they were just like hey can you can i can you can i tell you something (laughs) okay the next one hey donna and carrie i'm a new listener my husband brandon actually works with colby I listen to y'all pretty much daily on the way to and from work. I just started your episodes from the beginning. Love y'all's personalities because they're just like me. Okay, the first one. When my Nana passed away, her health was terrible. She was in a motorized wheelchair. We lived in the same house for maybe another year or less after her passing. Every night when I would lay down to go to bed, I swore I could still hear her wheelchair going down the hall. Second one, a few years back when I had my own place with an ex, he worked overnight. Well, one night when I was trying to go to bed, I heard something tap on my window three times. It happened once more. Also in the house, I would hear the door open in the middle of the night and no one would be coming in. Other times, my dog would just stare at the bathroom door and just growl. I had someone come out and check for spirits. They told me, no, it was probably just squirrels. I may have a couple more stories and folklore in the future, but for now, creep it real and don't get scared. Love your new creepster, Haley. Haley's the one that posted that picture of her and her husband in the Facebook group where they were dragging uh, Michael Myers. Yes. Such a cute little family picture. (laughs) (laughs) It is. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Thank you so much. And thank you for your husband putting up with Colby. Just kidding. Love you. Colby. Colby. Well, you can love her husband, too. It's fun. Well, I don't know him. You don't want to be his sister wife yet? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, About your Nana in the wheelchair, I totally get that. And I had a hard time with my mom when she passed because she had, I was just going to say her breathing machine. And so it was always so fucking loud. And then when she was gone, it was so quiet. And then sometimes I thought I heard it. I was like, what the fuck? Because we didn't even have it anymore. So it wasn't like it was just like turning on by itself. We didn't have it. But then also just like two nights ago, I woke up thinking I heard my dad's wheelchair. And like, because he would come out, he was not a great wheelchair driver. And he would hit the wall all the time when he would come out to like shut his door because he could never leave his door open. He's very particular. (laughs) Um, But he like would hit the wall and I woke up thinking I heard that. And I like yelled out like daddy and nothing. That's where you get your driving skills. 
<laughs> um, who almost hit your husband coming into the uh, carport? In my defense, he was sitting in a chair hidden behind his truck, and I was just pulling in like my rag. Who knew he was literally sitting in the middle of the driveway? <laughs> I was on the phone with her, and she was, I don't even know what you said. But it was... I was, like, answering your call as I'm, like, about to run over him. <laughs> and I was like, shit! Yeah. <laughs> She's like, are you okay? I'm like, I almost hit Colby. God. He's just sitting there waving at me like Forrest fucking Gump. <laughs> oh, and I like, Haley, that you said you had your house checked for spirits. Yeah. I literally was like, who does that around here? Yeah, but then they're like... Nah, probably squirrels. But, like, usually it's other thing. You know, like, you'd be like, oh, no, it's just squirrels. And someone's like... You in danger, girl. Yeah, and I don't mean, like, who does that? No, I mean, like, who, like, actually, who the fuck did you call? Yeah, because we need him to come to Carrie's house in this damn hallway. My hallway is not haunted. Okay, the next one. Hello, my wonderful ladies. It's your girly from Minnesota. First, I'm obsessed with the both of you and your podcast, and so glad that my BFF insisted I listen to you. I'm hooked now. Once you go APC podcast, you never go back. Here's my story. When I was still with my ex in 2017, his sister unfortunately passed away. It was devastating for all of us because she was full of life and so young, only 24 years old. Let's call her N. After her passing, I had been hanging outside with N's little daughter. We were laughing and just having our usual girl chats when suddenly I heard N call my name from the end of the driveway. I froze, not because I was spooked, but because I couldn't believe what just happened since I'm the number one skeptic I know of. There had been other little kids playing around also, but I saw no kids when I looked over, and that definitely sounded like it was N. Later that night, I told my ex I had heard N call my name outside, and my ex said she was probably just stopping by to say hi when she saw me. In my culture, funerals are done differently and usually take a few days. On the day of N's funeral, opening day, and as tradition, an elder did a ritual ceremony next to N's coffin, calling her soul to leave the world peacefully and to not be so sad. Her family and I stood nearby during the opening ritual, trying to be strong. No one was crying, yet. Right when the ritual ceremony ended, about 10 minutes later, the elder announced to us, now it's time for you to cry and love N. Immediately, her parents ran to the coffin and started crying, started caressing in and telling her how much they loved her. At this point, we were all crying by the coffin now. As we cried, embalming fluids started falling down from N's closed eyes. Some people said that she had been crying also and that those were tears that fell from her eyes, not embalming fluid. That's all for now. Creep it real and don't get scared. G. Holy fuck. Yeah, and this was titled, She Cried With Us Too. But I didn't want to give anything away, so I didn't read it. Yeah, holy shit. But also, I had no idea where that was going, so I was like, I don't understand, like, what, where is this, oh my gosh. Yeah. I've literally never heard of that happening. No, but I would have been so freaked out. And also very sad, because you do think, like, oh my god, is something wrong? You know, like, I don't know. It's so weird. <sighs> Death is so just a thing, you know, but I remember, so my sister was the first to die and or I guess I should say pass away. That's gen more gentle. So she was the first to be cremated and we all want to be. And so it was just a thing. And I remember one night just like breaking down and my mom was like, what the fuck are you crying about? And I was like, do you think it hurt Lori when she got burned? Like when she was cremated? And she's like, no. But 
just thinking about seeing yeah. someone and then like it looks like she's crying. It looks like that's like bodily fluid or yeah. even just like something's happening to this body that you're thinking someone's passed and but it's like reacting and I don't know that just oh, heebie jeebies. Yes. Again, not to make that all about me, sorry, but that I just was thinking like that uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I would have freaked. I would have been like, oh my God, like something's wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. But maybe she was. Maybe she was crying with y'all. Okay, the next one. Hi, Donna and Carrie. I just recently found your podcast when I got a new job where I'm able to listen to my phone with one earbud in and I'm a huge fan. Listening to you guys definitely makes the eight-hour shifts go by a lot faster. As far as true crime and paranormal go, I have a few, but I don't know if they're show-worthy or not. You be the judge. But I'll save those for a later time, though. I was watching a true crime show, and I came across a case that might interest Carrie. If not, it's cool. Anyway, I live in Ohio, and this occurred in July of 2020. Some crazy semi-truck driver got mad at his wife saying she was cheating on him and that he wanted to die by suicide by cop. He was a cop in the Air Force, so he knew all the police tactics and was telling the cops to back off or he would start shooting and threatening to drive his semi into oncoming traffic. The police were obviously at a disadvantage because, hello, there's this guy in practically a missile and they can't just pit him or even use stop sticks. Plus, he has a hostage, too. They ended up having to use a 50 cal machine type gun and shooting his engine out and then tasing him. If you Google crazy Ohio semi-truck driver, you should be able to find it. Anyway, I just thought this might interest Carrie. If not, I found it interesting that this happened like three hours away from me and I completely forgot about it even happening until I saw it on TV. I have more stories dealing with true crime like the time in middle school when I had someone pull a pocket knife on me over a mechanical pencil or the time at my new school there is a bomb threat. Or the time at school when some guy stabbed his girlfriend and was on the run close to our school. I also have a few paranormal, but not as many or interesting as a true crime. I tend to get bored and look up crazy news stories, and I feel like Ohio and Florida tend to have a lot of crazy news stories. Sorry for the bad punctuation and run-on sentences as well. And if this is boring and pointless, let me know if you want to hear the other true crime stories. Thanks for being you and making my work days go by a little bit faster. I really don't know what I'll do when I get caught up on your podcast. Shane from Ohio. Uh, Real quick, can we go back to the one before this one that I just read? Uh, Shout out to your bestie. We don't know her name, though, for getting you caught up on our podcast and stuff. But now back to Shane. Sorry, I just thought about that and I was like, oh, we didn't shout her out. But Shane, yes, we want to hear all the stories. And I love the little nuggets you had. And you had some school experiences. I was going to say, where in the world did you go to school? Ohio. No, I know. But I'm saying like, (laughs) I'm I'm saying it jokingly, kind of. Also, over a mechanical pencil, I want to know if they were mad at you clicking it over and over and over again. Because that's something that Carrie would do. Like, click it over and over and over again, and then push it with her finger. And she had to probably push it with her one thumb over here, and then click it, click it, click it, and then push it with the other thumb over there. But the the sad part is, though, if somebody else was doing it, it would it would have gotten on my nerves. But I'm just I'm just a fidgeter. But like, you can't fidget, but I can. It's a problem. But I never even thought about that. Someone who has law enforcement experience and wanting to die by suicide via a police officer, and it's like you know you don't think about. They do. They know all the things to say to get them to use that level of force. Yeah. God, that's heartbreaking. 
Okay, the next one. Hi, chicks. I wrote in a few months ago and recently heard a story on Sinister Sightings that reminded me of my stalking story. To give background, I was often on friends with this boy who we'll call Jack. Jack has serious mental issues and had a rough start to his life. His mom was 18 when she had him and put him up for adoption when he was five, which unfortunately caused a lot of abandonment issues and a tendency to be overly clingy and attached to anyone who gave him attention. We went to middle school together and became friends. He has bad anger issues, which caused the end of our friendship towards the end of eighth grade. He ended up apologizing, and while we didn't stay friends, it was a good end to that story. We ended up going to different high schools, so I thought I was done with him, and I was honestly kind of relieved. Well, in the middle of my freshman year, he transferred to my school. I didn't know the whole story, why, and I felt bad for him. He had no friends, and a lot of people he knew from our middle school hated him. So I stepped in and became his friend again. This was a mistake. He was severely depressed, and I spent hours talking him down from suicide multiple times, which took a toll on my already bad mental health. He was violent and mean, and I found out that he had been expelled from his last school for getting in a fight with another student over drug money and severely hurting him. Every time we hung out, I would always come away with bruises as he would hit me and slam me into lockers as a way of showing me, quote, affection. The last straw was when he pushed me down the stairs as a, quote, joke. I had enough and tried to separate myself from him. This caused more problems as he would harass my friends and try to get information about me and send messages through them. I ended up giving him one last chance as he had worn me down, but that went south quickly because he weight shamed my best friend to me and I was done for good after that. He didn't take this well and started stalking me. He would show up everywhere I was, still try to send messages through my friends and threaten me constantly. I was terrified. I could go on and on about all the bad things he did, but most of it isn't really relevant to the next part of my story. He has a prior history with violence, obviously, and one time he tried to convince me to do hard drugs with him, except I would be at his house, in his room, while his parents weren't home, and he wouldn't take any drugs so he could, quote, make sure I was safe. I declined, and my friends and I are still convinced he was going to rape me if I had done that with him. I remember telling my mom that he has all the signs of a serial killer and that I wouldn't be surprised if he was one when he was older. I told her he was going to escalate and eventually he did. After stalking me, he started dating one of our mutual friends. He raped her and after they broke up, he showed up at her house. He hit her and threw a beer bottle at her so hard it dented her wall. Keep in mind that we're all 16. The police were called and he was arrested for domestic abuse, but the charges were changed to minor in possession due to lack of evidence and he was released. After all of that, he texted my friend and told her that he would risk getting arrested just to see her again. He then texted another ex of his and told her that he was still in love with her and couldn't stop thinking about her. Such a creeper. I have him blocked, but I am obviously terrified of ever running into him again. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised if I hear about him on a crime podcast in a few years. Stay safe out there, guys. I love you, ladies. Whoa. At 16 years old, no one should ever have to deal with that, ever. But I cannot imagine having to have dealt with that in high school. And I was going to say, eighth grade is such a pivotal grade. Cease. it was seventh for me. Seventh was like my really hard year trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, I could see that. Eighth grade was mine. I think because like, 
I just hate transitions. And I was already so anxious to be a freshman. And so it just was like, I don't know, because I can't ever enjoy something. I'm too worried about that next Mm -hmm. thing. But I was just thinking like they had that fallen out and their friendship ended at eighth grade. And so that's just such a hard thing to have to go through. And then to have to go through what what Carrie said at 16, you oh my gosh, you're just not equipped. Like you sound like you are very like emotionally mature for your age, but not everybody is and not everybody can see those red flags in the same way that you did to say like, no, I need to protect myself. And it's so awesome that you have such a good relationship with your mom that you share those things with her. Yes. Also good for you. And thank you as someone who is an extra large pizza for sticking up for your friend. I like super proud of you for that. For yeah. for uh, everything that you've done in yeah. the story. Like you are I mean adults could take a note from you. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the last one. Devil in the bathroom. Hey y'all, this will be the second time writing in. When y'all read my story about my grandfather coming to see me, I flipped. This story is not my own, but a good friend of mine. We'll call her Brenda to protect her privacy. Brenda is a nurse. We worked together in long-term care facilities for years. All names have been changed for privacy and HIPAA purposes. But without further ado, on to the reason I'm writing in. Brenda was working night shift at a nursing home. She came in and was receiving reports that they got a particular resident. We'll call her Miss Bell. The nurse from the evening shift advised that she was refusing to go to bed and saying that the devil was in her bed and refused to step a foot into her bedroom. Brenda attempted to go visit Miss Bell and attempted to calm her down and assist her to the bedroom so she could get a good night's sleep. Miss Bell became very upset and stated that she would just sleep in her living room due to the devil being in her room. Brenda reluctantly agreed to this arrangement and made her as comfortable as possible in her living room for the night. The next night, Brenda came in and again during the report, Miss Bell refused to go to sleep. Brenda faxed a doctor to get some PRN medications to assist Miss Bell so she could get some sleep and not be agitated as she was becoming disruptive to all the other residents. The doctor ordered something for Miss Bell to take and Brenda administered it and assisted Miss Bell into her bed. Brenda stated at 3 a.m., yes, the witching hour, she heard a loud crash coming from Mrs. Bell's room. The medicine cabinet that weighed at least 100 pounds had been ripped off the wall and thrashed across the room. The medicine cabinet was one of those old school ones that are bolted into the wall and would be impossible to take out without tools, let alone flung across the room. Brenda now believes that Miss Bell was indeed seeing something in her room those nights. The maintenance staff, admin of the facility, they were all baffled. They helped Miss Bell find another room where she would be more comfortable living. Brenda left the facility soon after. I have many stories from my friend Brenda. I swear she is a beacon to the paranormal. I appreciate you both so much. Feel free to edit and change as needed. Love, Allie. Holy crap, Allie. Well, Allie, thank you for sharing Brenda's stories. And yes, we need so many more of them because if she's a beacon to the paranormal, you know, we need to know. Also, who was it? What happened to that medicine cabinet? I need y'all to set up security cameras. I know you can't, like you can't have a camera in someone's room like that. I need to know what happened. I need to know, like it's like paranormal activity, like the movie. Obviously it's paranormal activity, but you know what I mean. And I need to know what Miss Bell saw. 
that lady knew what was up. Uh-huh. She said, no, you do not take me back to my room. I don't want to die tonight. Right? I wonder if she saw, like, Grim Reaper. Have you seen that TikTok? It's like a car crash, and then an 18-wheeler passes it, and it looks like the Grim Reaper standing on top of the 18-wheeler. No! Yes, it's like a, kind of like a black, translucent type figure standing on top of the 18-wheeler, like, watching it pass. Uh Uh-uh. It's creepy. And maybe that's what that lady saw. Uh Uh-huh. Well, y'all keep sending us in these stories. We love them. Thank y'all so very much. You can send them in to us at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real, and and don't don't get scared. scared.